0: verifying the noon hour is here and it's time to talk about the teams you love with the guys you know and trust that's right we are the best this is hans olsen and scotty g on 97.5 1280 the zone powered by (laughs) kslsports.com
1: Hans and Scotty here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hans Olson Scott Gerrard, thanks for making us part of your day.
2: Hey, buddy. Oh, man, it's nice to be back, isn't it? It sure is. Be back in our digs, our tri-day trading digs, digs, and have a couple of big wins under the belt of the state of Utah and a couple of championship trophies and, and now some bowl nominations, and we're off and running. Another great week of college football.
1: Yes, we are fired up man this is gonna be a lot of fun but you know there's a lot of uh a lot of things going down a lot of things to talk about a lot of football to break down and uh hey you know what it, it's kind of a bittersweet time of the year for me hands because it's like the end yeah like i know we all have one more game left but it's the end but what an incredible season this yeah. has been
2: incredible end Incredible and impressive, and and I can't wait to talk to to James Impey about you know what his thoughts are and what his team's thinking, and I'm sure there's some unrest, but I'm sure there's a lot of excitement coming yeah. on their end too. Yeah,
1: it's uh it's a fun year, and uh, you down in Las Vegas with the Ve- with uh, I said the Vegas Bowl; those years are behind us, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, but uh, you down in Vegas at the Pac-12 Championship game, and then Utah State putting it on. Um, San Diego State, which I thought Utah State had a good chance in that game. I did not see an old-fashioned ass kicking.
2: Yeah. I'm doing a film review, halfway through a film review on that uh, Utah State-San Diego State game. So we'll be unleashing the film review. But I do, we do have a full review. I, 105, I'm hoping to do a full Utah State. If we can get the Utah State fans active and engaged, but doing a full recap of that game at 105. Because there were a lot of good moments. Yeah, there
1: were a lot of good moments. A lot of good things to break down. And joining us
2: now, James Empey,
1: kind enough to join us uh, right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. James, how are you? Hey,
3: James. What's going on, guys? How you doing?
1: Man, it's good to chat with you again. Uh, off to Louisiana. What were the thoughts on the team uh, with the announcement of uh, where you were going and uh, who you're going to play?
3: Uh, I, I think everybody was excited, man. I You know... Um, just looking at the team we're gonna play uAB they i've I've seen a few of their games this year and you know I think they're a good opponent and um defensively you know I think they got some some really good players on their defense and you know i I think uh there'll be some challenges along the line and and that's all you can ask for and another chance to play so you know i'm I'm excited for the guys I'm excited to get down to louisiana and and have some fun with everybody one last time.
2: You know I was a little bit disappointed with the the nomination i I wanted to see something better than alabama birmingham i I think a lot of b y u fans were hoping for it and expecting it, but it sounds like you guys are cool with it
3: yeah i mean you know there there's a lot of ways things could have gone and and you know you we, we got we were in a point where you know we had a chance um you know things a lot of things had to happen for us to you know kind of get a better bid and all that kind of stuff and play in you know, play on New Year's and all that, but in the end of the day, you know, we had our chances and and uh, we've had a heck of a season, and we have one more chance to play together, and and you know, that's all we can ask for. So, um, I think I think most guys, although you know, there was there was wishes for more. There's there's always you know you always want a little bit more, but I think everybody's excited for for this opportunity, and you know, the fact that we even have one's awesome. So, uh, I, I think it's going to be a whole lot of fun. And like like I was saying, I think UAB is a, a good opponent, and I I uh, I don't think they uh, deserve to be overlooked one bit. They they're a good opponent, and they got a great defense, and it'll be it'll be a, a great challenge for us.
1: You know, one thing, you know, you guys have played a wide variety of opponents this year, from uh, you know upper echelon Pac-12 teams to. Uh, uh, you know, Baylor, who ended up winning the Big 12, uh, to Idaho State. I mean, you've, you've been all over the place in terms of that schedule. And one thing, for the most part, I think you guys have done a good job of making sure that you've respected your opponent, that you play to your level, not necessarily their level. And more often than not, that it's worked out well for you guys. Is that the same kind of approach you have going into a game like this?
3: Yeah, yeah. You You have to respect the game of football. Um, and especially, I mean, this this year especially, I think everybody can learn that you know nobody's safe any week. You got to bring your best game every week. There's been so many upsets this year, so many different things, and and you really gotta you gotta bring it every week, and you gotta respect the game, um, and you gotta respect your opponent, and that's you know that's been our focus throughout the season is just um, soft and, and respecting the process in terms of practice and preparation, and then you know being being ready to go in the games and it's been fun man we've been able to put two solid years to you know if if uh if we finish right we can we can kind of have you know a great a great two year spread here that's been a whole lot of fun so we're, we have a lot to play for still and you know just uh, i mean besides all the rest of the stuff we just got one more game to play with with each other and that's that's all you can ask for man so we're we're excited
2: James, any more big decisions on your future, and, and some of your decisions? Or are are you still in that process of making those decisions?
3: Yeah, me and my wife are still in the process. We're we're working together. Um, you know, it's kind of fun to go through it as a as a team. Me and her, and uh, yeah, we're we're still in the middle of everything and and uh, working through it.
1: And you don't have to go through names or anything like this, uh, but I'm always curious. You know, in this day and age of college football, well, college athletics with the transfer portal and the one free transfer, do you hear guys talk a little bit in the locker room about maybe moving on or 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 looking somewhere else? And are other guys like, hey, man, you need to stay here and let's get this, let's keep this going and keep it rolling going into next season? Do those are those
3: conversations? Do you hear those in the locker room at all? You know, most of the time those conversations are they're they're between kind of that player and that you know, the player's family and the coaches and all that stuff. There's there's not usually a whole lot of talk about it. But but in the end and we kinda of talked about this the other week, in the end as as a teammate and as a friend, all you can ask for is that dude to do its best for himself. You know what I mean? You can't you can't ask for anything more and you know, you wish everybody the best if if somebody's not happy or there's opportunities elsewhere you, you got to let them go for it and and uh and you know that i think the one one time transfer thing is cool and and people want to come here and people here you know might have better chances other places better situations and it, it's cool that they were able to give that rule in terms of of talking about it it's, most of the time i think it's more of like a personal thing but you know i'm i'm uh i anybody that you know chooses to transfer you know, I wish them all the best and, and uh, hope they find the situation they're looking for.
2: You know, James, going back to your dad's day at BYU and and not quite as far back to my day at BYU, we would get transfers in, but it, it wasn't so much transfers from Alabama or Oregon or, you know, guys that feel jilted or aren't getting enough play time and coming from the bigger programs. Most of it was JUCO transfers. A lot of it was Rick's College. Um, they actually ended up canceling Rick's sporting events I think like my sophomore, junior year while I was in college, so we didn't get many. But we had a few come in. And when they would come in, the transfers that would come in, we'd all put a target on them because it was our buddies. It was the guys that we'd been there with for two, three years and guys that came in as freshmen that were fighting for those positions. And these big recruits would come in as transfers and we'd say, no, they're not going to take our job. No, they're not going to take your job. And you know we we would fight our butts off to keep our jobs. Is it the same way with the transfers today? Is it when you get a, a high level transfer that comes in that's a big name from maybe a big program? Where you're kind of looking around like, yeah, well, this guy's going to earn it because he's not taking my job. Is there still that mentality, that attitude?
3: Yeah, and I I think that goes you know even even with the people here you know there's there's always the attitude of you know, wanting to earn that spot and take that spot and when, when new people come in it just adds to the competition and you know, I, I think that helps raise the level of play to be honest. When there's competition and when there's people who are are, you know, are competing with each other for those spots and kind of fighting for those spots. I think it raises the level of play. And so you you kinda of need that on the team. When it when it gets bad is when you have guys that are that are, you know, kind of fighting for that spot and are competitive, but then are also kind of, you know, kind of selfish and, and have bad attitudes and, and, and stuff like that. When, when things don't go their way or, or, um, you know, between, you know, it could be a variety of different things. So Hmm. that's kind of where you get the, the bad kind of mojo and the bad chemistry. But for the most part on our team, we have guys that, that accept the challenge and, and kind of, you know, love the process, love the challenge and, and kind of attack, That as a hey man, like you know, the best player is going to play and I'm going to work my butt off, so that's me. And if it's not, then I'm going to keep working and keep pushing until you know I get my chance. And I think that's that's what's cool, and that's kind of what you're striving for. And in terms of you know, the culture is to still have everybody be teammates, even though you're and and friends and buddies, even though you're all fighting for the same playing time and the same spots. And and, you know, I, I think I think the culture has done a good job of, uh, like, you know, the coaches have done a good job of building the culture and and uh, kind of building it up to where kind of we have that right now. And we don't have a lot of those, the the negative things that come from that competition. We've got a lot of the positive things that come from that competition.
2: Hey, James, in your time playing through, you know, different ranks, maybe even going back to Little League, but through high school, through college and, and what you've seen done, I don't want you to specify anything because I don't want you to hang anybody out to dry. But have you played in any programs or any systems where you have seen politics play a role and maybe the best guy didn't play or have you always been around where the best guy did get the shot
3: You know I mean thankfully I've always been in a place where the best guy gets the shot and uh you know just just all growing up and everything I've always been somewhere where the best player plays and I've really, I've really appreciated that, and and when everybody kind of buys into that system on a team, including including parents and including friends, you know that are that are watching a team. When everybody kind of buys into the fact that you know they gotta trust each other, they gotta trust the coach, they gotta trust what's going on, and they gotta trust that whoever's in is is the best player at that time. Um, when when you kind of have that, you can you can build some special teams, and you know it's a lot of fun. Um, And yeah, so, so fortunately I haven't been in those places, but I have heard stories of, of some politics and stuff. And, you know, when when you kind of hear some of those stories of the politics, you're kind of hearing it from the, the side that didn't benefit. You know what I mean? So you kind of got to take everything with a grain of salt, but uh, luckily I've been in places where, um, where the coaches have been just so great and have uh, built systems where the best player plays and they have, You know, played younger people. They played, um, you know, older people. They played everybody, just whoever was best played. And and that's where you get the best teams. And that's, you know, kind of where you all build off each other.
1: You mentioned uh, sometimes in a locker room where a player or two may have uh, maybe not a great attitude or a negative attitude. The other day, and I do the games for Utah State, but Blake Anderson, the coach up there, and I'm sure this has been around forever. And I I don't know if it originated with him or if he just – took the line from somebody else, but he said coaches can lead a good lock, uh, can lead a good team, but players lead a great team. And uh, I've always kind of been curious about that. If there is maybe an attitude or something that may not be great from a player or some guy may not be aligned, is that need to be regulated inside the locker room more than uh, necessarily from the coaches?
3: Yeah. I mean, the the coach can only do so much and that's kind of what that, that quote is saying, you know, a coach, a coach can only bring so much to the table you can only do so much but the players have to buy in and and there has to be you know leadership and examples and and people doing the right things and that's kind of what that's referring to and and so yeah i mean when there's when there's stuff like that i don't know if it if it gets regulated there's no code reds or anything yeah, like no. that <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's not the best word to use i guess sorry <laughs> but uh, yeah there's no code reds um uh, you know stuff like that, but there's you know guys that have bad attitudes they just don't last long in a in a culture built with mostly guys with good attitudes, you know what i mean and and the guys doing the right things, those guys with bad attitudes doing the wrong things they just they don't last long in a system like that and and um and whether whether they you know have to leave or whether they just buy in and get on board, you know what i mean that that negative attitude doesn't last long and so if you got if you got players that are bought in like the coach can only do so much, and then you have players that are bought in, and you know the older players the leaders the even the younger players that come in if they buy in right away that's that's where you get those great teams because you got people doing the right thing all the time, and you always have an example you can see uh you know and 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 work towards and and so that that yeah, that that's definitely true in an organization I love that quote.
2: James, in your years at BYU, have you had a guy come into the program that's just a bad apple, and you guys have to go to him and say, hey, stop it? Yeah,
3: you know, there's, there's been bad apples, and, and they kind of just – they like, like I was saying earlier, they, they don't last long, or they change their attitude. And, and most of the time, thankfully, that, that attitude gets changed, and, and it turns around, and, and they become, you know, a great teammate and a great
0: hmm.
3: member of the team, you know what I mean? More often than not, especially when you have – a group of guys that are kind of leading the way like that. So you, uh, you
1: not only a great player and, uh, and and you love all things BYU, but this is something that I try to tell people. And, and uh, I don't know if it really hits home because the fan bases here in the state of Utah hate each other so much. And there's a lot of like anger and animosity for the most part, you know, some people get along and that's great. And we love that, but you know, there's a, there, there can be a high level of disdain between the fan bases, but you love good football, and I got to imagine over the weekend you probably enjoyed seeing Utah win a Pac-12 championship. You probably enjoyed watching Utah State win a Mountain West Conference championship. You played against those guys. You know those guys. You probably have you know high school or you know teammates that you know playing on some of those teams. What what were those emotions like for you?
3: Yeah, like like you're saying, uh, there's there's teammates and friends everywhere throughout the state. Um, you know, and, and, and all those, and, and buddies and all that stuff at, at these other teams. And, um, and, you know, I, I was recruited by, by both schools. I, I committed to the U, decided to come to BYU, right? There's, there's a lot of things that I like about the programs in throughout the state. And, you know, in, in, in my heart, there's not a whole lot of animosity there between teams. Yeah, there's rivalries and you want to beat each other, but I want to see everybody do well because it, it makes everybody look good. And, uh, you know, in the state of Utah, and and seeing seeing Utah State have a huge win over San Diego State, uh, man, they really put it to those guys. And you know, it just just seeing them go at it, that was you know, that was a blast. And seeing Utah beat Oregon for a second time the way they did, geez, man, those those guys are playing good ball right now, and they've been through so much. So, yeah, love love seeing those guys do good. And you know, in return, it it, it makes us look good. It makes the whole state look good. And it, you know, especially you know after the season that we've had also. So. You know, love seeing those guys do well. Love seeing them just hammer people, and and I'm excited to you know keep watching them.
2: So, do you have your itinerary for Shreveport? What does the schedule look like?
3: We we should have it later today, man. And and you know how how bowl games are, huh? They're they're a whole lot of fun. So you know, it's it's really a reward at the end of the season. You know, first of all, you get a chance to go compete one last time with your teammates, and you know that's the biggest thing but you get to go, you know, you get to go somewhere else. There's, there's fun activities. There's fun things going on. It's really just a, a a fun reward for the players and coaches and their families and staff. And, and so, you know, we'll, hopefully we'll have the itinerary later today. I know they're working hard on it because it's one of the earlier bowl games. So those guys have to kind of get everything nailed down pretty quick. Um, and like I said, uh, all year, our support staff and everybody working so hard is, is second to none. They do such a great job and, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited for this last one. But it sounds like uh, about mid next week we'll head down to Louisiana, and, and uh, there'll probably be a few practices down there, and, and we'll have some fun.
1: <laughs> I know you and your wife. You like to uh, cook, and you like to enjoy different kinds of foods. A uh, little Southern food. That, nothing wrong. That's with not that. gonna suck. You'll, you'll enjoy that.
3: Wow. Well, yeah, that'll be a whole lot of fun. My my grandma. She's actually from Louisiana, and so it'll be fun to get back, get get down there, and and. Uh, learn a little bit of, of what she grew up with.
1: Nice. Uh, I, you know, and the other thing too is you get into these games sometimes and, and you see some teams traditionally perform really well in bowl games. And Kalani Sataki seems like that's something that is, is important because there's some teams that enjoy it and realize, okay, you know, the season's over and we're going to go through the motions and enjoy it. And if we win great, if not, you know, So be it. But at BYU under Kalani, it seems like it's been really, really important to perform well. And you guys treat it like a business trip. What's the message to a team when it's not a playoff? It's not a you know, it's it doesn't you know, there's not a lot to be earned in terms of, you know, uh, of 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 championships and things like that. It can be treat. Some people treat it like a glorified exhibition game, but it still is a game. It still is pride and it still is uh, a lot on the line. So how do you guys treat that game?
3: Yeah, you, you treat it just just like another game, and, and yes, it's a reward kind of like what I just talked about, but in terms of game preparation, you've got to approach it just like another game and be ready to play. I mean, we're we're playing for a lot. We're playing for, you know, an exclamation point on the end of the season that we've had. <clears throat> we're playing for, you know, an 11th win. That's huge. We're playing for each other, and so you kind of just got to approach the game like, like another game, and, and uh, you know, you have a little bit more time to prepare, and you get to just kind of nail everything down and, and and go to work in in a really fun you know environment and a fun game so you approach it the same you prepare the same you know you wouldn't be the respect in the game if you didn't give it your your utmost attention but you get to have a little fun you know uh, along with it
2: yeah because you were mentioning uh, Alabama Birmingham you said that you've seen a few of their games and uh, you know as, as I said it's not the opponent that I would have hoped for but Still it's an opponent that you're going to have to prepare for. You go out and mess around, they'll they'll come out and get you a punch you in the mouth and you don't want that to happen. So what what have you seen from Alabama Birmingham? What type of game should we all expect, James?
3: Well, their their defense, their defense does a really good job especially against the run. I think they're one of the top-ranked run defenses in the country. Um they do a great job, you know, defending the run and playing a physical style of defense. I think they have a couple D-linemen that are, that are really good. That'll, you know, give excellent matchups for, for our guys and a good challenge. And just, this all together, I think they play hard and they play as a team and they've had a great season themselves. So, you know, they do a lot of good things and they're a physical group and you know, it'll be a, it'll be a fun challenge.
1: Well, Hey, we appreciate it as always fun conversation. Uh, appreciate you pulling back the curtain and letting us, uh, behind the scenes a little bit. This was a lot of fun. And, uh, Good luck uh, in Shreveport, and look forward to catching up again here soon.
3: Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Thank you.
1: James Empey, right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, so I only say this because you brought it up, but they're, you know they're sometimes players have a hard time getting the motivation to play some of these games.
2: Yeah, and this is not the opponent that anybody wanted. It's just not. Like, I, there's no reason. to be dishonest about it. I can't paint this into a great matchup and a great game. If BYU prepares like they should, BYU should come out and stomp University of Alabama-Birmingham. If they don't, if they mess around, and if they get overconfident, a little complacent, if they're having a little bit too much fun at the bowl game, then they'll come out, Alabama-Birmingham will make it a game, and everybody's going to stand back and be like, wait a second, so was that not as good a BYU team as we thought it was, I actually think it's really important to BYU come out and just stomp the yeah. breath yeah. right out of them, yeah. and and throw a mid or a signal to the college football committees that make these bold decisions of, hey, y'all screwed up. You 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 all made a decision to put us against a team that had no business being on a field with us. If Alabama or Birmingham comes out and stays close, if they win or stay close, then we all got to shut our mouth and got to take a step back and say, "Well, maybe they got it right." But that's why it's so important that BYU just come out and and beat them up. You know, the the committee's made the decisions to let quite a few teams jump BYU in the rankings. Yeah. And and look, I'm not against it. I think Utah has done enough in, in these recent games and going and winning a Pac-12 championship and beating Oregon the way they beat them. Remember, we gave the final tally. It was like 76-16 to 16 or 76-13 to 13 in a total of two games. They beat them the way they needed to beat them. It's just we're, we're looking at a bowl selection that, it's hard to agree with. Yeah. I I would have even liked to see BYU against a a middling SEC team. I'd I'd like to see BYU against a, a power five team. I would have liked to seen them really take on anybody. And there were a couple of rumors out there. LSU was swirling because it's close to Shreveport and, you know, you'd take a really nice BYU brand against a really big LSU brand, a six and six LSU team, but still, a nice brand that it would have been a a bigger feather in the cap to beat them. Uh, So hopefully those guys can stay committed. Hopefully they can stay focused. Hopefully they aren't looking at this opponent and just being like, Oh, we'll just sleep through this one and get a win because Alabama, Birmingham still going to come out, prepare well, play hard and they'll they'll need to focus. But the reality is BYU should beat the brakes off of them and send a huge message message to everybody.
1: Well, Let's be honest, if they do that, that's what's expected of them. Like, this is kind of a no-win situation for BYU. Because if they beat them the way they should, which is what needs to happen, then like, okay, well, that's BYU should beat that team. They're, you know, 12th, 13th ranked team in the country. If they keep it close, then it's like, oh, well, see, that's why we leapfrogged everybody out That's why Michigan State jumped them. That's why Pitt jumped them. That's why Utah jumped them. So – yeah, Lemma. It's
0: not uh, n- not an ideal situation there for your guys.
2: Well, I, you know. Th- th- where your vote come
0: th- This was an interesting, um, uh, the way that things played out, we, which was great for everybody. I love that James kind of gave that perspective that, you know, you love when the other teams do well. Hands, your Utes won, right? And, <laughs>
2: <laughs> of course, Scotty. Such you're, a jerk. Your Aggies won. <laughs> you're <laughs> My, such
0: my Cougars jerk. They got to sit on the sideline and watch all of this, and then really <laughs> the anticipation—that <laughs> was cold blooded, man.
2: I don't know, man. Why do you do <laughs> that, Elmo? Th- so and rude. You earned that. I like good football, man. <laughs> it's some good football.
0: No, nah, I'm just you know bringing out the the fact that you're not a BYU guy. <laughs> so, but, but but we're all fans of yeah. good football in Utah, right? Absolutely. This was an awesome season. To, to watch what was happening. But for BYU, you're kind of sitting back, and as the chips fall, you're hoping that, you know, and you see all on social media, you know, trying to entice the Fiesta Bowl with all the fans and all these kinds of things. And going to um, going to this bowl is not what you were hoping no. for with a 10-win season, a chance no. to get 11 Not wins. by any stretch. But it is what it is. And it's kind of the, the remnants now, which, which will be the remnants as you head to the Big 12 in 2023. It'll be the remnants of what independence was. Yeah. Right. I mean, independence got one little kick to the gut before you walk out,
1: you know? And so that's all right. And um, you just know that this is, and look, if, if the big 12 wasn't calling, this would hurt a lot more than it does. Sure. And and it does hurt a little. And I do feel for the players. I do feel for guys that are wrapping up their career Mm -hmm. and deserve a little bit more than
2: this. Yeah.
1: So I do feel for them, but overall, if you're a BYU fan and you're like, man, that sucks. And you're like, Okay, well, you know what? Go to Shreveport, yeah. eat some good Southern food, and know that two years from yeah. now, if you have that
0: similar situation, you're It'd
1: playing in a New Year's Six be game. A much
0: yeah. better six James game. did a great job of just, you know, he, you know, his grandmother's from there, and trying to promote like, hey, yeah. we're excited to go to this bowl game. Yeah. When the reality is you know, for for any of us, you know, Hans, you and I have both gone to our share of bowl games every season, right? And you always, you're hoping like it's going to be a a nice bowl game. and It's going to be fun. And I went to my share of kind of dumpy bowl games and and of of course some, some nice ones I did as well, right? Me too. Um so you're 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 hoping but in in the end you're just you're going promoting to good one this year. <laughs> you're promoting like, hey, we're excited, it's the reward, this is what you play for. For BYU, you're playing for a little bit more uh, than than this result or this reward at the end. But at the same time, you're grateful. Hey, we're going to a bowl game. How many teams are not?
2: Yeah, right? Quite a few. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I'm still going to make a a big deal out of the BYU Alabama Birmingham yeah. game, right? Uh, Which is big of you because you're not a BYU fan. <laughs> oh, can you but, stop? Can you stop with that? Because people believe you when you say that. They're like, oh, a said that the hands is not a guy. Then he must know something. You know I am a BYU guy. You are a BYU guy. Admit I, it. I give you a hard time I because know I do. want a
0: little more loyalty out of you, I know pants. you do,
2: but you know but I, I love good football. I, I
0: understand. I, yeah. I feel you more than than I, I let on. And for our listeners. It's like, listeners, know, it's like yeah. Cougar yeah. on
2: Cougar crime. Yeah, <laughs> right, I know. A list, our listeners,
1: not the good kind.
2: Hans. <laughs> Ele- a wants me to fly a BYU banner off the house. Well, that like, would be nice, Hans. Well, I, th- give me a paycheck from them. I, all they got to do is pay me oh, 35000 so 40000 a year. So the
0: loyalty just is because is for the paycheck. Loyalty, uh, loyalty uh, is not uh, about where mine comes from. Yeah, <laughs> that's where everybody's coming from. Well, from everybody's loyalty there. comes from a little deeper than that.
2: But I, I'm going to make a big deal of this. Yeah. Look, th- this is still a, a good bowl game. And if BYU doesn't pay attention... Then, they're yeah. gonna end, then what happens if, if they mess around in this bowl game, then everybody say, oh, see, look, they yeah. got what they deserve. Yeah. Oh, see, even though they did beat the other two teams in the state, th- this is what they deserve. They need to go out there yeah. and eliminate all, con- uh, all thoughts of, well this is – and they've got to put a big exclamation yeah. mark on the season. You, are, for the big you win. are the
0: better team than UAB on paper, right? But do not walk in there like Alabama in the Sugar Bowl in 08 or 09. No. And, and you know, not take this seriously. Oh, we don't want to be here. Um, you know, we already got guys signed with agents. The Outland Trophy winner's not here. All, all the things that Alabama did, and then they got punched in the mouth. And, and the Utes, you know, made a yes, statement. Yes, they did. Right?
2: Embarrassed them. Right. And, and, and it was awesome. And I think BYU yeah. needs to just – because, a limit, there's still final rankings. You know, there, sure. there's still some numbers. I mean – it, this is close, Scotty. Doesn't that sway these voters even more to say, oh, see, we made the right decision yeah, with bumping Utah above them sure. and, and continuing to shove them down? Because everybody at some point gets the short end of the stick through rankings. Right. And right now, BYU's getting the short end of the stick through rankings and through bowl selection. Yeah. They, they, it was like everybody was shuffling and trying to put pieces together, and it's like, boy, but Utah played really well. We got them up into the top ten. Well, who's going to stay out, and what do we do with this team? Well, BYU got the short and the stick. Yeah. Sometimes it happens, but you can't finish the season that way. No. Put an exclamation on it, get your 11th win, and make sure you emphasize how great this season was. Everybody needs to showcase their abilities, yeah. too. If this is one of your final chances, if you're Jaron Hall and you're really considering going to the NFL – it's one of your final chances, yeah. To give that look, if you're, you know, if you're, if you're Tyler Algier and you want to make that jump, this is your final yeah. chance to yeah. give that look.
1: There's also a sense in a game like this too, where if you know that you're getting drafted and you know where you're getting drafted, don't play this game. Yeah, like avoid it. But there's other guys that need that extra tape that need that extra.
2: Can you think of anybody on that BYU team? I don't team? think there
1: is anybody. Yeah. Like, let's know. say. Let's say, for example, um, Utah did not win the Pac-12 championship, and they were playing in a bowl similar similar to this. I would yeah. say Devin Lloyd do not play that yes, game. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Which is unfortunate, right, for, for college football fans because you don't see that guy one more time. But in, in your case that you bring up, Devin Lloyd, it's yeah. not like you haven't had just a no. season of ridiculous yeah. plays now, playing in a Rose by bowl, that kid, right? Yeah. Hell yeah, you're going to play that yeah.
2: game. Yes. Yes, yeah. for sure. But if it was the – if it was Shreveport and in the Independence Bowl, yeah. not played. Um, Devin Tompkins is in a close situation.
1: Uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting – and he – by the way, I was surprised that he came out but in our post game and mm-hmm. said, yep, I'm I'm going to take my talents to the NFL.
2: I still think he's going to play
1: because he's oh, such a competitor. Yeah.
2: And the same with Algier. I mean, uh, me you know the running back spot better yeah. than anybody – you know, that's a spot where you take the wrong shot and yeah. it changes everything. For sure. Does Algier even have it in the back of his mind? Well, as a, as you know, for,
0: for Algier, and, and I think that we can agree at least to a degree on this. The player wants to play, right? He is going to have some voices in his ear that are gonna say, Don't play this game. Yeah. But the player wants to play. Yeah. Whether it's Devin Lloyd or Algier and or Topkin Algier wants to play. He wants well, to play. Oh,
1: yeah. Well and, and and again, look, I played at a you know, I, I played at a high school level, but I'm still some of my best friends on the planet are still guys that I played with, you yeah. know, twenty some odd years ago. I can't imagine what that's like at the next level. Mm-hmm. And you know that if that's my coming level. to
0: an end, to be able to go out there one more time yeah. with your with your brothers, yeah, and guys mm-hmm. understand like the other players. Let's say in the Utah locker room, if this were the case, and Devon Lloyd and the Utes were going to a different bowl game, they it. they totally understand. You get it right? They're like, hey, well said. We feel you. Like, you get it? We, yeah. There are some
2: guys that just make sense. Yeah. We'll take There's care. some guys yeah. where, like, if, if I'm your brother and I, I know that you yeah. are that guy, I come to you and I'm like, hey, hey dude, you know, play. this isn't yeah. time to mess around. Yeah. Right? You're going to the league. You're a second round pick. Right. Stop it. Yeah. And I could tell, you know, most guys are going to be like, no, dude, I'm playing this game. Yeah. And it's like, okay, like, coach like, better talk to you. <laughs> yeah. Your, your agent better talk <laughs> yeah. to you. Your dad better well, you talk to you. You don't have an
0: agent yet because if your agent's talking to you, then you can't play anyway.
2: Geez, these kids now with these name, image, and likeness. Yeah, I, right. I think these agents all are muddy. coming under it's the all cover muddy. of. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it I think is. they're getting early agents.
1: Well, speaking of getting a little extra money, yeah. Where you're live here at Trade Day Trading, where you can
0: get a little extra money in your pocket, and in some cases, you can actually just replace your income. And, and I, I, I talk with people all the time. I'm in, at the jazz game, right, walking around the arena, and people are either asking me, "Hey, is that tri Day Trading thing? Is that for real?" Or it is it you get as many questions. I get, I get, I get guys more now about that than anything that, that had asked that question a year ago. Then got involved in the program and then given high fives like, hey, they're doing the tri-day trading thing, right? Because you can start to supplement your income and then you make that move to to replace the income. Um, and, and all you have to do is go to tridaytrading.com if you got questions like we all had, and you start to get the information, right? The questions answered. And the beautiful thing about tri-day trading right now is, you know, I think about it during this, you know, Christmas season and season of giving. Like if you want to give a nice gift to one of your kids, like for us that are older and you got kids in your 20s or something, just pay the $10 for them to get the 30-day trial, mm-hmm. and get them introduced to this and see if this is something that they'd be interested in doing because the coaching is fantastic. Of course, the proprietary software is going to walk you through it and it's going to make it easier for you to make those trades, but the coaches are going to let you know how to make those decisions, right?
2: Yeah, and we're seeing a lot of 19, 20, mm-hmm. 22. You know, we're yeah. seeing a young, a lot of youngsters here, a yeah. young generation yeah. that's – Jumping into the trading. So if you're young and you need a little extra income, you know, a lot of people right now are saying, oh, how am I even going to afford a townhouse? Yeah. Well, I get it. Like, it's very difficult to afford a townhouse, but this is something that can help supplement that mortgage. Yeah. Maybe you think this, oh, I got to make an extra make 800 payment, a month.
0: Yeah. Right. It could make that payment for you. So I always tell people, I encourage them to just jump onto the website at TridayTrading.com and look through some of the free videos that are available there to answer some of the questions, baseline questions. Then $10, 30-day trial, access to all the resources. And now, you know, this is big too, the cryptocurrency side of it, right? You can get... Uh, engaged and learn more about how to trade cri- cryptocurrency. And that's a big thing, too, especially, as you were mentioning, kind of for that younger set mm-hmm. that is coming up, because that's going to be the next wave. But it all starts with TridayTrading.com. All you have to do is go to the website, TridayTrading.com.
1: This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
0: Slow Mo Joe. The Joe Engel Show with DJ and PK. PK. Have you found, Joe, as you've traveled now, that you've had people come up to you and have these misconceptions about playing in Salt Lake City and maybe Utah in general, and you got to set them straight? Oh, absolutely. Even on the court, guys are like, how do you live here? Or, like, little comments. And I think anyone that actually gets here and spends time here, you would learn how cool a place it is. I know for me and Renee and the kids, we absolutely love it. No, I think any player that actually got here would realize how much they would like it when they actually got here and spent some time here. Uh, yeah. Catch Jazzman Joe Ingles with DJ and PK every Thursday morning on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.